zombies have taken over the world, and the world needs heroes. Hi folks, Timothy Harvey, the Outbreak Challenge. Outbreakchallenge.com has become a sponsor of Zompocalypse Now. Use your real life steps and exercise to run from and battle the zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in the apocalyptic wasteland. And you can do this alone, you can do it with your friends, see who survives. They have 17 different races and challenges to choose from. All of them have unique stories and themes. If you survive the challenge, they'll send you a real life medal. Now, this thing will easily pair with your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, other smart wearables. It is definitely a fun way to stay in shape or get back in shape after the last couple of years. We could probably all use some help with that. Now, if you want to try the Outbreak Challenge for yourself, you can save 15% off by going to their website, outbreakchallenge.com, pick the race you want, and enter in the code ZOMBIERUN to save 15% off. That's our coupon code, ZOMBIERUN you get as listeners of the show to take advantage of the outbreak challenge try this out for yourself see if it works for you thanks so much folks and now let's get into our episode do you fear the zombie uprising are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully you might just make it out alive this is Apocalypse Now. Look, I'm, I fill my I fill my spare moments with useful information from time to time. Okay, I love the hat, by the way. Thank you. You love this. I do. I do love that. <laughs> Dead useful <laughs> so useful i love it you know what's also useful um, plot contrivance <laughs> look we need to we need to agree right off the bat that we're not that let's do our best to try not to have any tedious conversations about how impossible it is <laughs> to do Sorry anything all of the travel let's just leave it as red <laughs> oh come on if that's all there is to talk about on this shit then we're then we're doing it wrong we've made a mistake we've made a lot of mistakes a terrible mistake okay. I, well, first, I was... <sighs> first of all we know we've made terrible mistakes that's what's landed us here and this is our penance the Zompocalypse Now podcast show, which is this very show that you are listening to right now. I am Timothy Harvey. I'm Dustin. <laughs> I'm Conway Twitty. I'm Curtis. <laughs> uh, and we are talking about Outpost 22, which is the 21st episode of the 11th season. It is the fourth to the last Yes, four, this is four episodes. Three more are left after this episode before the end of The Walking Dead, the main show, before we have the 40,000 spinoffs. And, you know, well, folks, look, if you... We're going to get a little break here, and we're going to be able to do some other stuff. Cleanse the fuck out of our palates. You say that, but something's going to happen, and it'll be Walking Dead all over again until the end of your time fear the walking dead the fucking It'll, yeah something will happen 
<laughs> so folks, if you've been following our last several episodes, you know we've actually had some nice things to say about this. Super show. nice things. And I feel that that the universe was listening and it gave us an episode where it's almost like the greatest hits of the things that are just dumb about this show. <laughs> and Although- I was kind of amazed just how much they packed into an episode just it's like it's like they tease you it's like they make you feel like you're you know the writing is tight and the character moments are great and then they give you all the dumb things that they could possibly well could no, no that's not fair i have great fear they're going to hit you with even more dumb things because it's the walking dead although i will oh, say God. as 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 as, as you know, uh, as magical as it was to see our friend the hand of the writer again. Um, I will say I think I kind of liked the episode. I liked it. I felt nostalgic and I felt uh, I enjoyed it. I thought good stuff was uh, good stuff was going on. There's not it's it's not an entirely bad episode, but despite what Curtis says, no, we have to talk about No, we don't. Yes. We've talked about it 45,000 times. The problem is they keep doing it. Well, uh, let's acknowledge then that there is impossible time travel. Time and space and sound doesn't work like that. And And nobody knows where anything is. And (laughs) the idea that, I mean... Is that a train? We can hear the train you. in the distance, but then when the, oh, it's like the revelation like, oh my God. of where they're taking the people at the end, end of the episode, which we will get to, is uh, somewhat lackluster. I loved it. I loved it. I thought well, it was wonderful. I was so happy. Uh, it just, but I will, I agree 100%. We have got to start if we're going to do this because we're going to have to go chronologically in this episode because I don't think it will work if we, uh, if we don't. Okay. Because the stories, while there are two of them, are pretty closely intertwined together. Okay. Um, Everybody's we, getting taken to Stalag 13. Yes. Whatever. Uh, to, today, uh, Judith's little ass kicker monologue. Uh, is over is juxtaposed over a montage of maggie moments did you see that on the subtitles it it had (sighs) boy and then it started it was judas but they yeah it was boy yeah (laughs) and yeah i loved some of the uh some of the subtitles were really good but we don't need to talk about any of those because they nobody else saw them but us uh because uh we bootlegged the show to watch it allegedly allegedly i can neither confirm nor deny the origins of where i get these episodes obviously these were not the amc official uh subtitle i am i'm shocked that you would think that they would be anything other than the official amc provided episodes we get an email from elon musk every week with the new episode so if you want to complain to someone complain to him <laughs> hey my guys he loves please, this show please like me please not <laughs> <laughs> doing a very good job of that uh you know this is not an elon musk podcast but i will have to say it just oh god it's got to suck it's got to suck 
to be to a, at a point in either your richness or your famousness or whatever that you you can surround yourself with people that never tell you that are constantly telling you you you're right you know george lucas it's but it happens all i mean i can point out a bunch of famous people but sure. elon you know elon musk is the one who are like i just i read a little snippet of a like thing about when he took over spacex they put in place people to manage him and different things to do to like keep him busy when he showed up or make it look like they were busier than there were and you know this Including was playing video games right and, and putting Gallagher. yeah <laughs> but elon musk is not is not uh uh tony stark and would not have noticed no he's bruce wayne he's not even he's bruce not wayne. even bruce wayne Bruce Wayne's the greatest, greatest, uh, detect world's greatest detective. Elon Musk is a guy whose family owns a blood diamond mine and has hair plugs. So, and he's very like a lot of these folks. He is at his core a carnival huckster. Okay, well, he's, he's not in this fucking episode. So he is not. Sorry guy. about that. But anyway, uh, we start off this episode. Uh, with Maggie's montage. And of course, it leads into Maggie waking up with a bag over her head. And she has lucked the fuck out because she is in the back of a truck with Gabriel and Rosita and a guard who was just so sweepy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so he fell asleep. And when Maggie wakes up and like pulls the hood off and sees that he's asleep, she's just like, oh, God really uh so she breaks herself out and she breaks gabriel out and she, he breaks rosita out and gabriel and rosita are able to jump off of uh the truck before the guard wakes up but the guard wakes up and him her him and maggie have a little fighty poo and uh the truck wrecks because they now, shoot the driver in the head oh that was delightful i loved that yeah that was cool uh, and so uh, Maggie gets out of the truck just in time for other trucks to be coming down the road. And so she hightails it into the woods. Now, uh, if you are a member of this, of these, these guards, I'm sure they greatly appreciated the fact that not one of these people stopped to check and see if anybody in that truck was okay, including their own people. They just kept on driving. Well, we They're don't like, see ah. that. Wait, hang on. We don't see that because we're with Maggie and Maggie leaves, number one. And number two, they say there was a wreck and there are fugitives over the radio later. So they did stop Except it. Except, well, no, because Maggie wakes up and she is there at the truck and it is later. No, that's Rosita. Oh, yeah, right. I'm sorry, Rosita wakes up at the truck. And they got the, the truck is the guy. Oh, no. Okay. Hang on. Yes. Rosita and Gabriel are mysteriously out in the middle of the woods as opposed to near the uh, uh, road where they jumped off the truck. So that's another leap in space time that doesn't make any sense. Right. So uh, they have to fight off some walkers. Maggie has to fight off some walkers. Eventually, Maggie. Uh, uh, finds uh, herself with a little kid walker who was following her around. 
uh, and she can't kill it because it's a child. And, and, you know, a child walker is not as dangerous as a human, as like a big person walker. So like, all, of a, all of a sudden, Maggie can't compartmentalize her feelings about Herschel <laughs> right. and a zombie. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Herschel the whole fucking time. I was like, that is that Herschel? They did his eye makeup, so I can't see if he's slightly Asian or not. No. No, he's older yeah. than Herschel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how that's how that's how much I marked him in my memory, I guess. That so, compelling character. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Herschel's Herschel's nothing. Don't worry about Herschel. Um, so uh she is able to get to the train tracks just in time to hear something somebody a guy pull up on his motorcycle and be like yeah we can't find the fugitives and I, they're not in here and i'm gonna stand here at exposition for a second uh, <laughs> and then the kid walker comes walking up and the guy's gonna kill him and maggie stops him and then they have a big fight and oh she's, how does how did what does she stab him with uh it looked like a, a railroad a spike. railroad spike yeah conveniently located railroad spike mere inches from her fingers <laughs> well, they are sitting at the railroad tracks. Even I, so, I'm gonna be the apologist of the episode. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them that one because I I can't walk six feet along these railroad tracks, but, but over by my house without finding five, six. Or seven. Of, of course, there's gonna be ones around, but she doesn't even have to look for it. It's just right there. Uh, just yeah, like he stopped on right there when she was right there, just yeah. in time for the kid zombie to show up because it's right there it's like wow wow okay well you know but wait it's there's more these plot devices because uh uh then we couldn't move forward right so uh so she has a fight when she stabs him under the arm but good with that railroad spike uh and kind of incapacitates him and then the kid walker comes up and she has to put it down it's very emotional for some reason uh, and then she's sitting there cradling him in the dead walker that had no relation to her, was not her friend, it just so happened to be a child uh, who's been dead for probably months now. And Daryl and Carol come driving up in a Jeep. And it's a good thing that, that Maggie could tell by the sound of the engine of that Jeep that it was her friends, because if it were not, she would have been in some real trouble. Yeah, I think she was just resigned to fucking bite it. She was just going to let whoever take her. But why? I mean, that's completely out of character for her. It doesn't get her any closer to her control. Compartmentalize her feelings. She forgot. She just forgot. Miraculously forgot. Yeah. The God in the machine said, this upsets you now (laughs) for a change. It's like, get the hand of the writer off my face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very, it's very, you know, convenient friends are convenient. You know, like these people all find, I mean, like, and Gabriel and Rosita find them immediately right after this, like with no trouble. They, they. Miracle after miracle. Yeah, they're, they. They were like, let's get everybody separated. And they're like, how are we going to get them back? How are we going to get them back together? We'll just find each other. It'll be fine. Like, <laughs> no, I did. I did like the bit when, when Gabriel and Rosita first hear the train in the distance because they're both shocked. Yeah. Because they haven't heard the sound of a train. And that's something else that this show continues to do wrong with sound. They hear the train in the distance and recognize it for what it is. This is a world 
where you don't hear cars racing down the road. You don't hear planes fly overhead. You don't hear trains. There is no industry. There is no, I mean, the sound carries folks and the sound of a train when there's nothing else in the world making noise except nature is going to carry for miles. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, what? It's a train. It's 20 feet away from me. I've never heard I never heard it coming. It's like the, it's the stealth zombies, except with a train. <laughs> like, like stealth zombie. Herschel, no, uh, Gabriel and Rosita do have a moment of stealth zombie. Oh, yeah. They're walking down the road and not talking about not talking or whatever. She wants to just immediately go running off to look for their kid. And he's like, wait a minute, we've got to figure this out before we start doing that. And she walks away to to stomp stomp off like a female would do, and he goes to follow her. And two zombies appear to re- spawn next to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of the. It's not even like they were out of frame, and that's okay it, because we're outside. You know, it's just like, like they didn't realize that the two people that were walking next to them were zombies. <laughs> <laughs> that's the well, only well, way well, to explain well, it well with all the bird chatter it's probably hard to see hear them if we <laughs> don't get on the soundtrack but anyway yeah yep guys it's theater suspend your disbelief for just a minute hey i have been championing these episodes all the whole time so far no i get to talk about zombies being convenient we, we have drove this point home quite well the problem is, is that they keep giving us a reason to. That's the issue. It's not that we talk about it all the time. It's because that they make us do it. I don't want to take the bait no more. <laughs> I, I hope I hope that this story holds together. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just, look, I like I liked the episode. I didn't chime yeah. in earlier. I liked the episode quite a bit. I really did. I liked all the sneaking around and I liked all the little surprises and stuff and the little revelations and the, and uh but I was just like I've got to I've got to let all this other bullshit go or I'm not going to have a good time at all. Because fuck, man. How 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 do you stab anything with a railroad spike? You, 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 I can't even put a dent in a phone book with one of them things. You you, you remember everybody's got mushy parts now. Yeah, mushy parts. That's the thing. This is the if same show where you can school. chop off the top of somebody's head with a sword, even though that's not how skulls work. I mean, Speaking of brains, uh, I saw a story today about a guy who has uh, about 5% of his brain and the rest is water. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was pretty weird. He only, what? he's basic, basically as smart as a 12 year old, but he's married wow. and got kids. And, you know, he, he does fine. He's got an IQ of like 73. Wow. Yeah. 12 year olds aren't dumb. And the inside, inside, uh, inside your brain, I think it's called a vassal cortex. His is like, 80 times its size it's supposed to be it's huge he's got this little fucking layer of brain around this puddle of water in his head and he still gets along and i'm reasonably certain he writes for this show well and uh, you know i think i yeah maybe so meanwhile yeah 
he could. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in uh, back in prisoner land, uh, Ezekiel and all the rest are being uh, taken to a work camp, and they're taken to a work plant camp by a very very. And the warden is a very hunky ginger with a beard. The only thing he's missing is a British accent. He is and afraid out of villain he, central casting. I thought he was Rupert Grant for a minute. <laughs> oh, he's he's uh, he's got the angle, like some cheekbones. He's you know very quaffed. He's one of those um, guys that can shave his beard and still be good looking. He's yeah. a nineteen eighties action movie villain. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's Robert Davi, but good looking. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am Charles Dance in the last action hero. Yeah, into it. Right. So anyway, he uh, he gets on the bus and he's like, "Welcome to the place you're at. It's a it's a bad allegory for the Holocaust. Nobody uses names here. Names are forbidden. You don't have names, and I don't have names. And if you say your name, we're gonna slap you right in the double face." And uh, then they separate a bunch of the people out. And we find out why later. And one of the people they separate out is Negan's wife, Refrigerator. Yep. They're oh, no, no, that wasn't, no, that wasn't her name. What, is, what was her name? Uh, no. Um, Gracie. Wasn't it like, wasn't it like Lean Cuisine or something? Smelly. No, uh, it was ketchup. No, mayonnaise. No. Slim Jim. No. No. Cream cheese. <laughs> Anyway, can't remember. anyway, her name was something like that, you know, Butter. Her name's Butter, because where do you keep Butter? In the refrigerator. Yeah, the right. real name is Annie. It doesn't matter, because that bitch is on her way out the fucking door. Yep. And so, but not right now. Uh, Negan is very upset by her being taken, and he tries to talk to a guard, and the guard just punches him right in his big old snoot, which makes him realize, oh, I guess we've got to destroy this place. And here's the funny thing about what the uh, what the warden says when he first gets them off the bus, which is like, you may think this is horrible, but it's not nearly as bad as it is out there. And literally a quarter of the people on this bus are our main characters on the show and they're just like oh god you have dude you have yes yes for that woman who was sobbing crying who was obviously a middle-aged karen you know yes this place is better than out there but you know oh you just have no idea these people have no idea and it's just so funny to me every time oh there's a significant amount of underestimating our heroes going on some of it is a little bit unbelievable but some of it is some of it works right this guy doesn't know this right. guy doesn't know who these people are when we hook up who was that who's the young woman who was talking to ezekiel about just running that's little apple dumpling little apple dumpling yeah it's connie's that's connie's, connie's sister, sister. Yeah, little apple dumpling. Little apple dumpling wants to get out, and she thinks she sees a way. But Ezekiel says, "No, don't do nothing." Well, and that that bothered me a little bit because Kelly is the name of the character is not stupid. Right. Kelly is quite skilled at surviving. Kelly has been doing it for a while now, and doing it with gradual hearing loss. This is a character who knows better. 
and suddenly having the, there's a whole lot of out of character things going on in, in this episode from Maggie suddenly having the the feels to to Kelly going we can run and it's like um you're in a prison camp right you know what they have at prison camp right they have guards that shoot people who try to run if if this was earlier in the show like season 3 or something you could believe that these characters would be like you know i don't quite understand how this world works right. but it isn't this is season 11 these characters know how the it, it was like why it, this character knows better yeah she's she's fought her way she fought her way through the whisperers war uh just like everybody else but it's like okay that's we're going to go with this and so Ezekiel can sit there and say uh, well, so no? because they needed somebody to plant that in our heads, so when we saw people try to escape and they were killed, we could be like, "Oh, it's a good thing that they didn't listen. They didn't listen to the apple dumpling because those people did it. They died." Because that's exactly what happens. Like, not even a second after she's like, "We could run," some people try to run and are killed immediately. And I liked and- later that they come back as walkers that have to be killed again. <laughs> Which, which is a neat little bit, except it doesn't make a lick of sense from the guard's point of view. No, but think about it, because that's, that's, some, that's some intimidation of prisoners right there. That, that's like, you know, yeah, here they tried to escape and they didn't, and now they're back as walkers and we're going to kill them right again. I liked, I liked it. I, you know, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, it was like, yeah okay cool they came back but if you're a guard in this place why are you taking that chance so anyway Negan uh, Negan comes to Ezekiel and is like we've got to find we've got to get out of here because this is not going to be good and Ezekiel is like I don't like you I don't respect you I think that you are a poopy man with bad and bad hair and and Negan is like all those things might be true but we are on the same side and I've been running the ice cream shop in town for about three years now so you need to get over it so that we can get out of here yeah that puts him on his side well he talks about he talks about their individual expertise Negan is all about the fear and Ezekiel is all about the hope and this situation calls for Ezekiel's expertise. Right. So Negan says he's going to give him a spark to get that going. Um, but that probably means that he won't be leaving at the same time. Well, he's anticipating it's going to get him killed. And I think that one of the things that's nice to see here is that while we have kind of been on the Negan redemption tour for a while now, and we've had some nice exchanges um, especially the, that whole thing with him and, and Maggie earlier where they had some really cool conversations. This is a reminder that Negan is a planner. Mm-hmm. Negan is tactically one of the smartest people in the group. Right. He and Carol are like really dangerous when you give him a chance to think about something for a minute. And it's a, it's a nice reminder that that's one of his strengths. He's not just a fast talking guy with a bat who relies only on fear. He used fear strategically. 
Right. And that's why he, what he says, like this guy, know this guy's playbook. He's, he's creating an atmosphere of fear to get what he wants. And the only way to combat that, I can't combat that. You've got to combat that with hope. And, and so that's where they are. And, and little apple dumpling sitting all dejected all by herself because she had an idea and it didn't work, I guess. <laughs> Again, completely out of character for this person. So it's, I, I, I didn't like any of the stuff with her. But that's episode. really all we need from, from Ezekiel and Negan until the end of the episode, uh, when we get our twist. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. Okay. So, uh, Negan, not Negan, uh, Daryl and Carol and Maggie and Rosita and Gabriel are like, well, how are we going to find these people? Like, oh, and Connie got put on this train. So how are we going to get Connie and find the kids? And what are we going to do? And Carol's like, well, I bet we can hijack the train. Well, first they have the conversation with the, with the soldier in the barn. Oh, right. Because they found a convenient place to hide, which looks remarkably well-preserved for the post-apocalypse. But hey, these are the last few episodes. Let's just reveal all these places that are untouched by time. And this poor guy is bleeding out. And Daryl, Daryl's all like, um, I need you to tell me what I, I need, need to, to know. know. Like, please tell me where the children have been taken. Also, what is, uh, uh, what was it like? Outpost 22. No, Outpost 22. And, and there was a thing. Connie's a special prisoner. She's like Section 6 or Code 2. I think it's or, designation 2 or something like that. Yeah. What does that mean? So that we can, you know, give us our exposition, exposition, man, before you die. And he's like, I don't want to. And then Gabriel comes in and is like, well, you've been coming to my church. You know, I'm sorry that I haven't been able to reach out before. <laughs> but, you know... Can you tell me what's going on? And so it kind of as a last confession, the guy talks to Gabriel and tells him he doesn't know where the kids have gone. All of the other prisoners are working on clearing the railroad track so they can get farther along. And then they're taken back to Outpost 22 at night. Now, uh, I will say that for the briefest of moments, I was like, how convenient is it that this guy used to come to Gabriel's church? But there's only what 60,000 people? Yeah. And that's not that many people when it comes to there's I mean there's how many churches are now are are in the commonwealth? I mean who knows? 7. I mean, yeah, I mean it doesn't we don't know, but I mean it's not it's not that unbelievable that at some point this guy would have come to Ezekiel's church and Ezekiel would have noticed him. Yeah. It's not that that I I, I can buy that. And Ezekiel does put him out of his misery, which is nice. Uh, so then they have to take the train and they take the train by bending the, uh, the thingamadogger that, that switches tracks. So they have to stop and then slowly, but surely taking out all of the guards. Now, in terms of how they would notice that this was a thing they needed to do because they were around a corner. And this is, you can actually see the curve of the train. And so they would not have actually noticed that this had been switched until it was way too late for them to stop. Because guys, trains take a while to speed up mm -hmm. and a while to slow down. They don't just stop. Yeah, but it, wasn't, just... it probably wasn't going particularly fast in the first place. And if it's a routine for them, 
they have to switch it one way going one direction and switch it another way going back the other direction it's you can easily explain that shit away except the reason you switch that is why would it be switched this way in the first place because the train has to turn around does it we don't know we don't know where the train tracks are we we don't not know well and and it's it looks to me like it's a y intersection mm-hmm. so if the like the tracks are coming this way and then like they're right right here is the place where it changes and they have to make it go on this one and it was on this one if they were going this way why would it ever be on this one but let's not get bogged down in details this because, is one of those because, things we don't really because whatever to reason you want to make up on your head yes whatever, because whatever story that's because not story. that's right. not even worth you know that's that's just fine they they sabotage the track so the train has to stop is the lion's share of the of the story yes. element there and then they so effectively just like take out every one of these guards like it's <laughs> oh man they're so they're so they're they're precision workers and i i yeah great this is not their first rodeo they have they have taken out guards but it goes six times a year for the last nine years now the only issue i had with this whole train thing really as we get to this point is apparently connie is the only passenger on this train well yeah she's she's the only she's obsession nine and so she's the only she's being treated as cargo which you know who knows why anyway and luckily uh, during the firefight there was nobody inside any of the cars because these are liberally riddled with bullets and anybody inside these train cars are so dead (laughs) and they that's funny i love how they kill all of the guards except for the one lady guard who like Walk, like she's on the radio she says something on the radio and then she turns around and you hear the click and she just goes <sighs> and like drops her <laughs> drops her gun the thing is but the we, thing is we don't know if she, she didn't kill her because we never see her again she right. vanishes from the story they don't kill her at that moment and i don't think that they would have killed her um didn't have the didn't have the budget for that one yeah and it's hard it's hard to watch people kill and Uh, so then there's the fucking conductor who just is so stupid because he's a prisoner too and they try and get him to tell them where they're going and what they need to do but he is so scared because he is his family is at another camp uh, that he kills himself so that he doesn't have to help them, which just doesn't just doesn't make just any sense, just any sense at all. To me. Well, it's an obstacle for our heroes to overcome. That's right. what it's there for. It's another. It's again. This is a whole episode of Hand of the Writer. It also dri- it also drives the home point drives home the point that these people are ruled by fear. Yeah, fair, fair. That um, and it shows the level of fear because he's willing to commit suicide in a very fucking awkward way there's no guarantee that would work what does he do curtis he stabs himself in the neck with a stick and then he falls down on it right right on it and it pops right out the back of his neck (laughs) and and everybody's like everybody's like well 
Fuck. Shit. I, like everybody's just standing around like, well, shit. I guess we'll go back to the train and get the map then. <laughs> and they use the other see, that's the fucking thing. They they use the female guards designation and and radio to call in and be like, where we gotta go? I'm lost in the woods. Where am I? Where am I going? And so they start describing where they're going. <laughs> and and as they get there, like the, the train, the convoy is being taken to uh, Section 21 or whatever it's called, Outpost 21. And whatever, who cares? Nobody cares. Uh, and the lady... Forever the 21 train, is a clothing store, Dustin. It's right. not... <laughs> and the lady is telling them where they're going. And you can see, we see the dawning realization on everybody's face as they're, the directions of how to get there are that Outpost 22 is actually Alexandria. Now, this is partially a pretty cool reveal, but then they push it too far because it's like, oh yeah, I think the people we sent used to live there. And it's like terribly ironic that we were sending them back there now as a prison place. Isn't it ironic? It's very strange and, and weird. And it's like, shut up, lady. You were just, you, you are going too far. You should have just dropped it right there. Just the whole, you know. It was too much. Makes no sense. No sense. Because, and I will tell you why. Because the the deal before they even, before any of the bad shit happened that caused everybody to get arrested was take this food, take take these supplies go back to alexandria and fix it up and we will just call it even you guys do your shit we will do our shit and this reveal tells us that alexandria has been conquered for a while to be have official designation and big old fucking gates that have it spray painted on it out you know that outpost 22 thing was not thrown up in a day that Alexandria has been and is an established prison colony now without any of our people knowing or recognizing it, that the governor knew that it was a, because she's sending people there. It makes no sense story-wise. Well, I hope well, Negan remembers where he hid all the guns in Alexandria. That's the fucking thing, too. You don't, like, this is like, okay, we've caught the A-team. Let's just lock them in their, in their uh, base for a couple of hours. Don't, don't chain them. Don't kill them all. Just bring them back to their base and lock them in there. Oh, it's worse <laughs> than that. It's, it's, it's locking Bruce Wayne and Wayne Manor to keep him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's look the the so when lance took over alexandria and oceanside and hilltop we saw that scene which we mocked then too because apparently they've got all kinds of printing facilities and in the commonwealth to make these giant red nazi banners that are unfurled over alexandria's walls but the amount of time in between that and now, yes, Dustin, it makes no sense. It's it's not enough time to do this, that sort of thing. Well, now I figured out how they get their sprinkles. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, ice cream. <laughs> and it's just like, how? I don't like... It's the power of the hand of the writer swooping in, grabbing the characters, lifting them up, and everyone going, wee! 
in a way in a way it was kind of a it was kind of a strange foreshadowing seeing rocky road on a on a on a ice cream stand right because you know fucking rocky road in the apocalypse is made with fucking cat milk and squirrel eyes <laughs> it's not you don't have fucking cherries and chocolate chunks and or whatever the fuck is in rocky road i don't know you just it's it's all gonna be substituted with something fucked up <laughs> we found these pawpaws we made some pawpaw ice cream <laughs> i just i just the reveal was so good and so stupid i was just like i love this because it's dumb yeah We're yeah on- and it's it's just good news for them because they're they're, they're just they're just gonna clean up now yeah well they've been they've been, <laughs> been so ahead of these people this whole time <laughs> and it's- apparently the government governor doesn't do governor annie lennox doesn't have anything to do but fuck herself <laughs> It was uh, it, like I just—it just makes no sense. Yeah. I want these—I want these people out of the way. Uh, send them to Outpost Twenty Two. Uh, uh, ma'am, ma'am, was it Outpost Twenty Two? Uh, literally, their home. Uh, like, like this is where they're from. Y- yes, but, but also, do it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, good. it's, it's so good <laughs> because it's you know because now now our people are just gonna just like take like they're gonna, it's, it's so good. I just okay. So the governor can be mildly excused for not understanding that these people have had so many problems living in Alexandria. They've been invaded about every other week, and they've. You know, but they've got underground tunnels and they've got secret doors. What are they going to do with What were they going to do when Aaron and fucking Jerry showed up? Hey, hi guys. We're coming we're back to, you know, we brought our bag full of onions and we're back here <laughs> in Alexandria. <laughs> Oops. Oh, it's a prison colony. Whoopsie doodles. I guess I guess now that's what's going on. Well, so the, well, here's they're, what they're they not did. going to they're not going to Alexandria, they're going to Oceanside. So the oh, question right. yeah, is, they were going to Oceanside. But it, it's it's just as bad because you know the same amount of time has passed since Oceanside. Oceanside. Yeah. It's a prison colony too. Probably. Well, this is, it's a water park. They killed all those lesbians and like now all the rich people are like you know out there with their yachts and shit. if they are brave enough to do that story-wise i will I'm, i will not feel good about it but i will respect the audacity well here's a subtle thing to a water park here's a subtle thing that i don't know if it was on purpose but when uh negan gives that little thing about you know keeping you can keep people engaged by giving them hope and uh he's like i need a spark that's what we needed and I think we got one with the Alexandria reveal, which I think was deliberate to give us a spark of hope that something fun is going to happen very soon. Well, I think this episode was really fun. It was. I really, I, I really liked it. And just, just was like so full of all of the things. Like It was so good to see the train tracks that they walked down every episode 
episode for four seasons uh, again. That was real fun. Yeah. Well, and the same actually, well, in not those, not, not the first train tracks Maggie's walking down, because it's just the rails. It has no wooden cross support. Um, so I'm not sure where they, they, those went, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I know this was, this, it's got all the things that drive me nuts about the walking dead. And it's so heavy handed hand of the writer, the entire episode, but I didn't hate it. There's a, yes, there's full of all the things that, that make me just want to, you know, go into a writer's room and start slapping people, but it's also, you know, it's our heroes getting the band back together and wipe, getting ready to set fire to the Commonwealth. How many times did they did they do the? Uh, it'll be me, not you. It's best nope, I n- do it. None, 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 none. Because these guys don't do that. Uh, oh. Like, like this group, this specific group of people—the Carol, Maggie, Gabriel, Rosita—like that group. Those the oh i guess we've got to kill some bitches people well rosita rosita did say we, we should split up and gabriel was like no we don't <laughs> one, one one scene where somebody goes okay i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna clear this room and then a moment passes and they're like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna say that you're gonna do it instead are you are you not gonna say that I'm fighting with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I guess I will go do it. Unless you don't think I should, because... Okay, I'll do it then. Unless you don't want me to. I want to see that scene. That would be fun. Another thing I did like in this episode is we've talked about before how... And and they have not necessarily always handled it great, but they have of late. They've been doing a really good job with Ezekiel and his faith. And there's Gabriel. that moment. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, Gabriel and his faith. And there's that moment when the guard who is dying is like, "Does God forgive people like me?" And Gabriel's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and it's not malicious. It's not. It, and it's you know the before before this for the everything that happened um, and Gabriel's own experience somebody had asked him that in his church, he would have said, yes, of course God forgives you. Because well, but then he says, I don't know, why don't we talk about it? Well, yeah, but that's, that's just, I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's, when he first joined this show, Dustin and I were like, this is the worst character. He is a horrible human being. This is just, we cannot stand this character. He and kept he turning was, on them. He kept turning on them. And he also was one of those, he's, he was a man wearing and the the uh, the clothes of a religious leader who was just everything that was wrong about people like that and he evolved into this really really interesting character and for a show that doesn't talk about faith unless it's really talking about gabriel the moments they've given him especially in the last year or so have been really really solid for a man who still believes and even when he doubts, he still wants to believe. And so I really like what they've done with the character. And I like the fact that he sat there instead of, you know, just mouthing the words, saying, of course, God forgives you. Him looking at the world that they're all living in and saying, I don't know. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. I liked that. Makes him, an, I mean, his, Ezekiel's faith actually is a good thing for the show. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, 
how many times have we seen religious figures in fiction just be so one dimensional? Right. Not even two dimensional, just one dimension. <laughs> my color is my entire character. It's like, so it's, I, I like, I like that bit. I like that sequence. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm that ready. Was, that was a really well written scene, I thought. Yeah. I'm real ready for all of this to start popping off. Like, we've got three episodes left. Like, do we need to start getting to some, you know, action now? Yeah, something something bigger and 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 grander than the, the train heist. Yeah, well, next week we get a court episode. Oh, yeah, we, we get to start. And I bet you you're right. I bet you that we are about to see some real fighting going on in that courthouse. Like, you know, because because uh, Yumiko is not going to pull any punches anymore. She's ready. She's ready to go. The governor ain't done flexing her muscles. She'll she'll figure out a way to fuck uh, Yumiko. But she's not been doing a very good job at it recently. So, well, you know, she's you know, she's met her match a little bit here, I think. I'm, I'm really curious what they do with her because. She's someone who has been portrayed as actually being quite smart. And here she's she's letting her ex- the fact that she's been able to rule over these people with a soft covered iron fist, the illusion of of democracy, and still basically been able to just get away with whatever she wants and now the our, our folks have come along and so yeah she is underestimating them and some of that is just inertia uh, somehow the commonwealth in the entire history of the apocalypse has never encountered uh you know the force of nature that is <laughs> yeah people here. going on they've never had the locusts come and burn it all down before um and I love, I really do kind of love how this this Commonwealth story mirrors in so many different ways the the original governor story, Woodbury, mm-hmm. the community of Woodbury, and also the community of Alexandria, because we're getting, again, a taste of leaders who think that their leadership should not be questioned for any reason, along with... Uh, people who are naive about the world outside why whether that is uh whether that is believable at nine years of apocalypse or not that can be debated but you know that's the fear that she's latched on to at the commonwealth is okay you don't like it here feel free to leave and enjoy living in uh the post-apocalyptic wasteland uh instead of this dystopian community that we have or or walk 20 miles in half a day and uh find another town with another psychopathic uh mayor (laughs) (laughs) have have you have you seen the other crazy people around here their own little settlements well and you know i think that that what the show also seems to be saying is with these communities is their attempts to hold on to the world as it was before while perfectly understandable i mean we you know if if the end of the world comes you're going to want to try and make it back to where things were better right and it makes sense but at the same time it's this it's this holding on to this past and trying to make it just like it 
is not a thing that's sustainable in this world. Yeah, with social class divisions and everything. She couldn't, she lacks the imagination to actually make a world that's better than it was. Still have the same conveniences, microwave ovens and sprinkles on your fucking ice cream, but uh, can't, can't, do some, can't do nothing about the poverty issue. Fucking meaningless. It, money is just ideas, is just a bunch of ideas represented by green paper. Um, yeah. the, the scene with Carol talking um, about how if they had, if the world had stayed the same, none of these people would ever have even spoken to each other. They would never have met. And it was, and it was becoming that again, because they were all so busy. They got back to this real world looking place and got back to these lives that they had been living. Yes. Not necessarily the same lives they were living before. Daryl was a cop, you know, Carol was a spy, (laughs) but (laughs) Which, you know, polar opposites of what they were before, sure. But, yeah, no, I mean, but the that isolation that you can get. But at the same time... We'll just wait till Rick shows up. Yeah. That, too, feels a little unsustainable for what these characters would go through and how they would interact. But, yeah, I mean, it's that's the, their strength versus the other communities they've encountered since the beginning of the show. Is that these folks function as a family often dysfunctional family but as a family and a really good we're very good at murder and they're very good at murder there's that well, there's that and they've got carol who is her own one woman army don't yeah. fuck with carol's carol. gonna go rambo and she's got four other rambos with her now well and she's got negan inside the prison camp yeah well it's their oh, house God. the prison camp is their house you guys I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I just you know, again, you, again, the, the conversation. $2. $2 at the place that they take these kids is the old prison they used to live in. <laughs> no, it's going to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. It can't be the old <sighs> prison because the old prison was in Georgia. Yes. They're in Virginia. Virginia. Now, admittedly, Georgia is only a five-minute walk from Virginia in the world of The Walking Dead. That's right. You don't need food or water to get there. The kids Mm -hmm. are going to be at Oceanside. The kids are going to be at Oceanside, and that's where they're taking taking, uh, Lean Cuisine, or whatever we decide to call her. Butter. (laughs) She's butter. Miracle Whip. Miracle Miracle Whip. That's already Whip. Ready Whip, that's what I had called her because Ready Whip goes in the fridge. Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, my. Uh, well, that, seem, that, seems like, uh, that seems like the episode we watched. It, it, it does indeed. And yes. if you enjoyed this episode um, in ways, <laughs> then you can let us know. You can find us on the social medias. You can find us on Patreon if you want to support the show. Can find us look up Zompocalypse now on Patreon and hey, help us keep the lights on. Uh, you can uh, take advantage of our discount with our sponsor. You can save 15% off your first race with the Outbreak Challenge at outbreakchallenge.com. It is a zombie themed exercise video game kind of thing where you can fight zombies and outrace the horde. 
and we did it ourselves and we got medals real actual made of metal medals it's very cool and uh yeah we hope that you did enjoy this episode and tell your friends rate the show give us a nice rating that's always helpful we appreciate it please do it i know we don't talk about it a lot but you know we've been doing this show for 900 years there are over 200 episodes of me and Tim talking about this show. And there are at least 70, if not more, of Curtis talking about this show. And like nobody <laughs> has said anything to us about it. Find us on Twitter. We are not hard to find on Twitter. We're not. For as long as Twitter still survives. You can I mean, find me at creepy underscore Curtis. You can find us at, at Zompocalypse Now on Twitter. And and also, also. At, oh, at the, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we should not be on Twitter anymore. Nobody fucking works there. So identity theft. Yeah. So maybe fuck off Twitter and look for us on Instagram or some shit. If, if Twitter, if Twitter goes tits up, then we will. There are a bunch of others social media sites out there that are vying for everyone's attention and will land somewhere i'm sure you want to you want to see an apocalypse wait till that thing shuts its doors you're going to find po politicians with that are all going to truth social <laughs> they don't want to go there either because they can't pay their bills either so because elon stopped paying the bills everything's going great it's going great so sad oh yeah he's a genius all right, folks, we appreciate you listening as always, and we thank you. And I thank you, Dustin. I thank you too as well, Tim. And thank you, Curtis. I thank you also as well too, Tim. And yeah, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Only three more of The Walking Dead. Woo! Then we have to start all of it from the very beginning and start episode one. We watch them all. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do we'll do uh, one episode for an entire season. <laughs>